It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. You always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. We are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard here on a very busy Friday morning. We are loaded today. A couple of great guests on the program. Jeff Schwartz will talk Pac-12 with him, played in the NFL and at Oregon. Uh, Adam Chernoff in a couple of hours, his weekly spot, talking NFL week number 11. We'll get into updated division numbers, playoff odds, win totals that are posted, and a lot of reaction from Thursday Night Football with a ton of questions that need to be asked today, Paulie. And we might have some answers with one of them. For example, the MRI that's happening this morning on Joe Burrow's wrists, which... I love it. I love it. Here we are halfway through the season. NFL always uh, comes down hard, right? Like, uh, be honest, be up front with the injury report. This was a big, big deal last night. He obviously was in a ton of pain when they showed him on the sideline. He couldn't pick up the foot. When he picked it up, forget about it. He couldn't, couldn't throw the ball, couldn't really raise his elbow or his uh, arm past his shoulder. And uh, the wrist was obviously hurting. <laughs> and then you saw this, the uh-huh. Zapruder film last night that was on Amazon Prime. Yeah. He's walking in. Oh, there's a big brace on his right hand slash wrist, but no injury report the entire week. Interesting. Okay. Well, Zach Taylor said it's the first time he saw it or heard of it. So that uh, whether he's playing dumb or going along with it, who knows? But that's interesting that the head coach would say that. But uh, in any event, a, a tough night for the league where we finally get a marquee matchup on Thursday night, and it's a flag fest and an injury fest. Burrow leaves with an injury, doesn't return, and Andrews gets hurt right away and out for the year, likely, uh, for the Ravens. So a costly win, damaging loss to Cincinnati, now 20-1 to at DraftKings to win the division. Uh, they might be stuck with Browning, but uh, everyone's, uh, everyone's up in arms here, asking for refunds on their prop bets and also ticked off why was he listed on the injury report and, and with the video that came out before the game and at least uh, Taylor either playing dumb or or saying he had no idea and, and, and didn't know Burrow was was hurt to that extent. And as some several people tweeted, it'd be a hell of a coincidence if he happened to you know re-aggravate that injury and then all of a sudden can't grip a football. What it was that, on I mean, the side? It was that bad last night where he ran off into the locker room and you can see the frustration on Burrow's face the entire time. And he basically dropped down to his knees because I think it was a combination of being frustrated but also the pain of being unable to actually grip it and rip it last night and I mean if it's to the point of where he's wearing um, a brace on his wrist Paul come mm-hmm. on come on let's then you know that there's something going on here you're not going to do that if you're like uh, my wrist is kind of sore but it's not going to be that big of a deal I'll have no problems if you're going to go out of the way to wear a brace on your wrist then you know that there's something potentially wrong here well, it's possible he didn't say anything to the coach. That's that part that, that's, is true. That's yes. possible. Yeah, I mean Taylor could have been telling the truth, but uh, yeah, a bad look for the league, no doubt about it. So Burrow could have been just sucking it up because he's a competitor. Yeah, I want to play. It's he a wants huge to game. play. Yeah, doesn't want to tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. There is that angle for sure. But I mean, it just 
that that coupled with the Andrews injury, like you talked about, massive injury here because the reaction again, they went right down the field and he almost scored right away. Then Jackson takes his helmet, throws it down to the ground. He's frustrated. He knows he's his best weapon overall. And Herb Street said it in the broadcast, second quarter, when they trailed 10-7. That first drive with Mark Andrews, they went right down the field. Mm-hmm. And then they completely were stuck in neutral for a little bit after that before they figured it out a little bit later on. But that guy means a ton to Lamar Jackson and that offense. And now that, that's going to be a talking point to the hip tackle which took off on social media. This was talked about like the NFL might have to do something about this Oh God! because we've had like more hip drag tackles or whatever the phrase for this is now this year over than over recent years and more players are getting injured as a result. Oh, that'd be perfect. I can't go high. I can't go low. I can't go middle now. Sure. That's uh, there's no chance I have to make a tackle or hit a guy. It's a war of attrition and sometimes it's not meant to be. And Cincinnati hasn't been healthy from the get-go, especially Burrow. And as we talked about yesterday, they are now 0-3 in the division and 1-5 in conference. And who knows who starts a quarterback in the next game at home against the Steelers. They can't catch a break. You haven't had Hubbard. You haven't had Higgins. Burrow's been hurt. And just when he looked so good and, and had the great performance against the 49ers, you've lost back-to-back games. They are, as I mentioned, 20-1 to to win the division. The adjusted win total is 8.5. You see what's coming up on the schedule. And to think in in August, if you had said, again, the Bills and the Bengals are both going to miss the playoffs. And that's very much in play now that you're in last place. And uh, you don't know who's playing quarterback, and you have so many tough games coming up. Well, yeah, both those teams are 5-5. Five and five. What sticks out here like a sore thumb when you look at the wild card standings? Buffalo, Cincinnati, 5-5. Five and five. Las Vegas, 5-5. Five and five. Indianapolis, 5-5. Mm-hmm. Five and five. Like something's amiss here where both those teams are in that, at that same level as those other two teams. And they have, I mean, it doesn't matter if Burrow's going to be back or not. I mean, I love the guy. He's phenomenal. They have several losses potentially here on this. They haven't even played the Steelers yet. Yeah. They have to play at Jacksonville. They have to play at the Chiefs. They get the Browns one more time. Uh, the Vikings at this rate, are going to be no gimme. So that's the, that's the remaining schedule here for the Bengals moving forward. They had their bye already. They could actually use another bye now with how banged up uh, they are after the yeah. game last night. And the Steelers could go DTR Browning back-to-back games, which was supposed to be, uh-oh, well, now they're going to lose these two road games in the division, and they'll be lucky to make the playoffs. Well, now they could be oh. two wins. Can we uh, oh. can we throw up the, the Steelers' schedule here for a second? Because, again, they're 6-3. and three. I think people watching live right now in Pittsburgh, I mean, realistic Steelers fans are going to say, yeah, I don't know how we're 6-3. and three. We're not that good of a team. But now look at this suddenly, and for – I know the reason here, but of all teams not to be available to bet on their updated win total, like every team's on the board, except for Pittsburgh. No matter where I looked, they they pulled Pittsburgh down. Even Cincinnati's on the board. Their updated win total is eight and a half. Uh-huh. But look at this now. <laughs> they're six and three, and they're looking at DTR and now Browning back-to-back road games, mind you, which are... I mean, the, the news that we get today on Burrow is going to be huge on this. But if they get that back-to-back, okay. Those are both winnable, certainly. Then Arizona at home, Patriots at home. There's All those games are winnable. So I'm not going to tell you they're going to win all of them, but if they were to win all of them, they'd be 10-3, and three, then going to, at Indy, the Bengals on an, I don't know about Burrow status, have no idea. And then that's, this team's going to be a playoff team. Yeah. And they're probably, like, I want to see a win total of like nine. I'll bet over nine and a half yeah. today. That's another reason why the Ravens are only $2 to win the division. The Andrews injury and the Steelers catch another break here, maybe going with uh, back-to-back backup quarterbacks That's they're right. playing. Or, th- you know, third-string quarterbacks, however you want to look at it. Um, Baltimore's now minus 2000 to make the playoffs. Cleveland, $2. Pittsburgh, minus 155 Baltimore's adjusted wins are 11 and a half. That's aggressive. Based on the tough schedule that's still coming up and what they have, well, uh, they, they play the Chargers on the road on a Sunday night. They play at Jacksonville. They're at San Francisco, and they close with Miami and Pittsburgh. Remember, Pittsburgh also beat them as well. So you can get into uh, you know, funky tiebreakers and, uh, if it doesn't go Baltimore's way in the rematch. I mean, you compare but, the two schedules here between Baltimore and Pittsburgh, and it's not even close. One is Cupcake Central, and the other one is an absolute grind. I, I, you know, we always talk about yep. non-quarterbacks and what they're meaning to the uh, point spread. What does Andrews mean overall to the offense? Yep. How about entering with the fourth quarter with the lead every single game? 
if they don't get the one seed or blow this division, they're going to be kicking themselves. And they're all they're, they're close to the record, which was the 98. How about how about the, the stat though when they showed that most consecutive games entering the fourth quarter with the lead to begin a season? The 98 Vikings went 15 and one, blew it. Gary Anderson finally missed a kick in the championship game against Atlanta. The 2011 Packers 13, 15 and one, one and done. The 98 Broncos 14 and two, one and done. Got upset by Jacksonville. The 84 Dolphins uh, went to the Super Bowl and lost to San Francisco. So that's not a a list you want to be on. But the other thing, too, is the the staggering stats that since they acquired Smith. I mean, how bad was that defense before that trade? And now look how good it is, too. I also think they're too pass happy. I mean, you're playing with the lead. You're having success on the ground. You've had a lot of success on the ground this year. Jackson... he doesn't have the explosive. He's hurt, too. Oh, he's definitely hurt. But he could, No explosiveness. He couldn't take off and run and get by people. Not only is he hurt, then, you know, uh, Gus Edwards goes down right away. Yeah. How weird is that? So I bet on Mark Andrews would be the first touchdown scorer of the game last night. Or to have an anytime touchdown, I should say. And he almost gets in. Then they hand it off. He, he's hurt. They give it to Edwards. It's so bad with Edwards, people are panicking, like, on the side. Like, oh, this doesn't look good. And the broadcast is talking about, ah, uh, yeah, this is... Two plays later, scores a touchdown. Edward, yeah. same guy. Yeah. And also, definitely, no doubt in my mind, and I don't, I mean, like, odds makers slash risk management people last night, they stepped, first of all, like, how far behind are we with the stream on Amazon? Because <laughs> I'm trying to live bet, when I first saw the Burrow injury, uh-huh. I'm trying to bet Baltimore to win the game on the money line, and it goes from, I couldn't even get a bet down at, like, minus 145, and that was all, they, so, the, you had to come in and overtake the algorithm. Right? Because the Bengals had a 10-7 lead. And suddenly they went from a small dog in the game to like Baltimore was laying as high as I think I saw five and a half points. And they were 450 at one spot to win the sure. game outright. Yeah, it's interesting. But you also can't go crazy, though, because there's a chance you can come back in the game. That's right. You need Even though know. it looks bad, he'd still, you know, shoot somebody up and, okay, I'm still, I'll, I'll come back and play. You have that scenario. Sure. But I just, with the stream, with the drone last night that stepped in and, like, Multiple times, yeah. Exactly like how far behind am I here? Because I'm trying to bet them yeah. at minus 145 on the money line, the Ravens, and I had no chance. Yeah. They're like they're moving stuff as, as soon as possible. Like, I got to come in and overtake the computer here because Burrow could yep. be done. Yeah, there's a lot going on. You know, as we've talked about for five years doing this show. Calm down with the pass interference. Some of those calls were atrocious. How about the call that wiped out the, uh, was it Flowers, the touchdown? Yeah. The, the, the phantom block, the, the penalty yeah. there. There was a phantom PI against Cincinnati. These are severe penalties. Stay out of the way. Yeah, there You're was impacting a, games too much, officials. On that same drive before halftime where they went seven plays for like 80 yards in a minute and scored. Two huge pass interference calls. I think the one was more of a hold. Should not have been a spot foul, but that yes, was third right. and ten. And the other one was just like egregiously bad anyway. It set up a Cincinnati field goal too the other way. Win yeah. some, lose some next. Uh, It appears as if this event is going to be a major whiff. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. First touchdown, Gus Edwards 6-1. And the Ravens now 9-0-2 first quarter money line as they go right down the field to to start the game and take the 7-0 lead. Bateman anytime touchdown plus 350. And the Ravens to win between 13 and 18 points paid 7-1. A prime time over finally cashes. 43 and a half up to 46 and a half. And that gets there. Otani MVP, Okunya MVP, both unanimous. Otani before the season, plus 250, as low as plus 210. Even missed all that time, didn't matter. No. It was decided based on the on the season he had. Subscribe. Be, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, Books took it off the board, I think, in uh, that too, right? August. Yep. Subscribe. Be part of the team. VEASAN.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. I never thought about this, but the dog has it figured out. You know, why go through all this time where you're just going to feed? I'm just going to jump right in the bowl of food. And that's just an easier way to do it. The puppy just goes, you don't have to take it out and put it in the bowl. I'll just, uh, I'll just jump right in the yeah. thing here. As he fits in. I'll just sleep here too, guys. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, right. I'll be all right. Look at that. He is tiny that he can fit in the in the whole bowl of food there. And he just jumps in and goes to town. That's a dream scenario for the puppy uh, as, as he sets up there. Good run with uh, moose videos. Now look at this big fella in Canada. Wow. That one, that 10 stories I would be was afoot. Look at how big this guy is. Bigger than the truck. No, standing up, almost, oh my God. I can't even comprehend it. I mean, I, just, I know. The first time I saw this, I go, is this real? He's that big? It does look like a cartoon or an animation yeah. somehow. And he's like, he's outside of a fast food or gas station, just hanging out. And people are like nonchalantly jogging back. I got to get yes. my camera here. Give me yeah. give me my phone. Yeah. Oh, man. Careful out there, Canada. That is impressive. And an oldie but a goodie. Let's go back to Halloween. Thanks to the listener who sent this in. I, I think this also was uh, might have been in Canada. But in any event, the, the bear, you know, honor code about the list, take two and then move on. How about the bear going right into the tub of candy outside? It's left over for the trick-or-treaters. And the guy's going in there. He could clean out the whole tub when it's all said and done. Look at him looking around. Is this okay? It says take two. I'm just going to take the whole thing. Uh, excellent. Lose some. Bengals now 0-15 straight up on the road in prime time the last 10 years. They get beat again. Nets heat under 219, down to 215, no good. William and Mary, Omaha under 149, down to 145, 89-83. Furman and Liberty under 145, down to 140. That was 88-74. to And here's what Mitch was talking about. F1, horrible start. First practice canceled due to a loose drain cover. Signs uh, Ferrari was wrecked in the process. They're racing right now with the first round qualifying. Uh, Arash Markazi from the Sporting Tribune. How far have prices for the F1 Grand Prix cratered? I booked a room at the Flamingo with the central location along the track 
for $18 on Wednesday. They were going for as high as $900 a night. He said it's a big problem when the tickets are cheaper than a Taco Bell party pack. Oh. 12 tacos for $20. It says all you need to know about the miscalculation that was made and said the most the the most calculated event ever from Marcosi, who's been on the show before and does an excellent job. Nine minutes it took. Can't nine minutes we had racing. And everyone has to go home and now they're he doing got, it here in the middle of the night. He got a room at the Flamingo for $18. Yes. Okay. On uh, Wednesday. You, right. You also have the star of your sport. Yes. Max Verstappen saying this is 99% show, and people were pissed off about this, obviously. But he goes, this is 99% show, 1% race. It stinks, basically. Uh, and people were like, well, hold on a second here. What do you think F1 is here, pal? You, it, it's a show every single day. Every week, every race is a show. Yeah. But he doesn't want to be here. He wants to get out of here, get, be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. He went on to say uh, shows are dark. Yeah, restaurants are empty. Who knows? That's that's his perspective and his opinion when he was going around town and on the strip. Uh, bad beats. Andrews props the receptions and the yards over. He had two for 23 right off the bat and then leaves with an injury. First period over in the Kings, Panthers, and Sharks Blues. The Kings scored a minute into the game and the Sharks scored two minutes into the game. Nothing the rest of the way. And Minnesota was up 20 with 11 minutes left against Missouri and blew it and lost the game. With so many games on the board, no better time to put the VSIN experts to work for you. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get access to the daily best bets with the leaderboard to see who has a hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. Sign up today. Get your first 30 days for only $19. See everything we have to up your betting game. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Sign up now. You want the list in the NFL of quarterbacks this year? Major big-name quarterbacks who have been hurt? Last night, Joe Burrow. Who knows? Again, MRI coming today on his wrist. We'll find out what that means. In no particular order. Derek Carr. Deshaun Watson out for the year. Aaron Rodgers played four snaps. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins done for the year. Danny Dimes done for the year. Matt Stafford, coming back this week, missed weeks. Justin Fields, Anthony Richardson. I may have missed one or two. Does, is it that bad every single year? I know that we get the major injuries. I mean, that's just, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and tell you, this never happens before. It happens a lot. But do we have nine or ten guys who are, you know, out for... Either weeks slash months or finito done nah, for the entire year. Nah, you're right. It, it's 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 a fluke, but it's just it's painful, no doubt. It's you're losing big names and you're losing them for the entire year or much of the season. So again, it, it's it could be war of attrition here. Who just gets into January healthy and is able to survive this? And we yeah. already can cross one team off the list with Cleveland, unless they get a gift here and Tannehill maybe or someone asks for a release or be cut. Okay, uh, are you going to go scorched earth here on Carissa Thompson? Yes, I thought uh, it, it, this is this was a huge story here. What happened yesterday? Some people uh, think she could lose her job, which is which is odd because this happened. This took place a while ago when she was a sideline reporter. But people wanted her to address it, apologize. Amazon came out and said, "No, the interview's old. She's not a lot, uh, used to be a sideline reporter." But she said on a podcast that she would make stuff up, and she she said it uh, she said it numerous times. Apparently, she said it before, but it didn't get a lot of attention and not a close to what happened. Uh, last night in the reaction, Aaron Andrews also said she takes liberties as well. Well, if if the report, if the coach isn't going to talk to you or give you anything, just say that. Don't make something up. But I mean, we can't agree on anything in this country. But everyone agrees on this that this is in people in the industry. My God. Well, Andrea every, Kramer. Oh, Andrea Kramer. Lisa Salters. Every silent reporter. Her colleagues are all over her. People are saying she she has to go. I mean, because saying credibility is everything here. And how could you do this? Jeff Perlman, who's been on the show, uh, the Showtime Lakers author, who does an excellent job in the, in the TV show on HBO. I've been in sports media for 30 years. This does damage to women in a business where even in 2023, they are prejudged to know nothing. They have to earn their gig 
based on, on, on hard work they put in and, well, you got your job because of your looks or you slept your way to the top. Uh, something, I agree with what he said. I mean, I mean there's always going to so, be, people are always going to have something like that in the back sure. of their minds. And yeah. there's also a lot of people who don't like sideline reporters anyways no, and don't understand the benefit. Uh, Carissa is basically reinforcing every stereotype. 99% of women in sports media have to fight to debunk on the regular. And she doesn't give two bleeps about it, but this is I, I also, he, he, he was livid. And he's go ahead. No, I, I was going to say I also wonder like how how much of it is her, how much of it is it like the producer who's on the game or the people that are like in her ear saying you got to give us something. You just it, you got to come on. It doesn't. You it, can't it, lie. It, that's awful. But they they yeah. can't tell her that though either. She's got to say to them, "He gave me nothing." The response needs to be, "Then you need, need to say that." And that just it yeah. goes to tell you again these are they're completely. 99% of the info that you get at halftime or in between quarters in a game, that stuff is worthless. Right. I need you there to get injury reports. When's the guy yeah. coming back? Like last night, what does it look like? What, Kaylee right. Hartung. That's right. She was, they had the video yeah. immediately, and she's talking about, and she said basically what it looked like for Burrow when he went down. That's the kind of information that you're looking for. And why? I mean, we've had, it was last year, DeMar Hamlin, Salters was on the game. What, it took an hour? Took 90 minutes to get any, any response. Yeah. What's you have a sideline reporter at the game? Guy yeah. needs CPR. Any update available at all on the guy? Yeah. Can you give us something, please? You're there on the field. Yeah. And also, you can make a mock, mockery of the job too. And other women are coming out and saying it's a tough gig. Most of it, you're just trying not to get killed because you sure? you're in the way on the sideline. Andrea Kramer is only as one of only three women in the Pro, Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm sickened by the mockery being made of sideline reporting. Oh, cool. A challenging role primarily manned by women who understand the values of journalism. The Sunday slate is up next. This QB coach combo, 71% ATS as a unit. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check it out for future events as well and today's action. We're here to help you out, make you smarter, better. Check it out every game, vcin.com. My first reaction to the uh, Carissa Thompson news yesterday was, and I'm I, obviously it's a very popular podcast. It's not one that I listen to, but I have friends who absolutely love it. And I reached out to them and I said, is there any chance that she was trolling? And the first response I got was she's friends with them. Very well could be. And, or exaggerating no. because that's happened before where they purposely have a guest on and the person just takes off and it's like, oh my God, I can't believe that he did that. Uh, you, he's you, joking you, around. You can't walk it back. You don't mess with your credibility and you can't come out and say, I was just kidding or I was joking around. I mean, I can't believe she said that. That is unbelievable she said that. This is uh, the reason why you and I were so mad over the Mad Dog Russo thing. You can't come on the air yeah. and say, I'm yeah. going to retire if the Diamondbacks come back. And then when they do, uh, no, I was sorry, I was kidding. When, when there's no accountability, then where's the credibility, right? I mean, it's the same thing. That's why I was so livid about that because he's going to give everybody like a bad name in this business. And people are like, ho-hum, not a big deal, guys, knock it off. I'm like, okay, whatever. I think it's a little bit, the, yeah, you can tie into the same. Because, yeah. like, listeners and people not in the media, they really have a problem with it. Well, shtick, whatever. But it's here, I think the average person is like, ah, eh, what's the big deal? The coach wouldn't talk to her or whatever. Yeah. So she just lied and made something up. But people in the business are furious, outraged, and some some are saying you, 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 she got to move on. Yeah. It, it, it's going to fall around. You're right, around. Paul. That's the analogy, I think. Yeah. It works. This is from Stretchrunner41 on X. The Thompson situation has nothing to do with the sideline reporting or football. It's about being arrogant and not respecting your craft slash job. Yeah. The average person knows they would lose their job if they were so brazen. It's a, quote, relatability issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that. Whatever you do for a living... Well, that's if, uh, if you if you treat right, your profession right. like that, are you going to have your job today? Yeah, that's like a guy in the newspaper business. Well, James Franklin didn't really say that. I never talked to him. I just made up the quotes. Yeah, I mean that is just essentially what she's doing, you know. And and Aaron Andrews even got caught in a crossfire as well, going back to what I took liberties is what she said uh, years ago as well. But uh, not the first time she said it. But but again, I thought Jeff Perlman nailed it. It's just so many people have that opinion of, well, you have your job because of your looks 
or you must have slept with the right person to get this gig. Or and it's boy, oh boy. Yeah, it's probably I can't something. Believe she said that. Probably something that you don't want to go on the air with. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. so for the games on Sunday, <laughs> Bears are playing at the Lions. Now, this number, when we were live on the air earlier this week, that news came down that Justin Fields, if practice went well this week, he would be the starter for the Bears. It was 10 at the time. We talked about it live on the air. Now the Lions are down to 7.5. Goff and Campbell as a combination in Detroit, they are 27-11 and 11 ATS, 71%. The Bears are 6-20 and 20 ATS against the division since 2019. They are 22 and 40 ATS in road and neutral games since 2016, and 19 and 35 as a dog since 2019. All these numbers, a lot of the numbers that we're talking about today, available at our website vsin.com. I can't believe they've covered 11 in a row in the division. That is very impressive, what Detroit's done, and it's interesting scheduling spot. They still have five division games left. You have this one coming up, obviously Thanksgiving, and you still play two of your last three against Minnesota. All the talk about the one seed, well, bookmakers think it's in play. Their adjusted wins at DraftKings, 12 and a half now on the Lions. And you get a shot in the arm with Fields coming back. The defense has played better for Chicago. But uh, Detroit has been so good in this role. It dominated ATS against the division. Not to mention how well Goff has played at home as well. And yep. with, with St. Brown and the weapons that they have. And I like the camaraderie there with Gibbs and Montgomery with the uh, back and forth of, hey, you, you did all the legwork. You got us down inside the red zone. Why don't you stay in and get the touchdown? I love the chemistry what, what, of this what team. What Gibbs talked about with that interview as well on a podcast, wherever he was. So that you can't ignore the 11 straight covers in the division and the work that Campbell's done here. And and they know what they can they can really essentially wrap this up if they win their next two. And definitely, you're, you're thinking one seed here. You are. You can get to 13 wins because it's not a good division. And you're better than Minnesota. And even though it's a great story with Dobbs, go, running the table in the division is definitely in play here for Detroit. Now, we don't, we'll have a little bit of teaser talk today on the show. We don't do it as much anymore because the prices have changed and the, one, the minus 110 basically has been wiped out almost everywhere. So it doesn't make sense to put in the uh, standard Wong teasers as much as it used to. But, if, by the way, if you do have the minus 110 still available, and I know a couple of people who still do some spots, but... Lions are pretty tempting on a teaser. That's the story of week 11. Right, that's the story. Who's going to screw it up? You can tease the Steelers up. The Lions are going to be very popular. Miami's laying a ton of points. Washington's laying nine and a half. The Cowboys are laying double digits. The 49ers are favored by double, by more than 10. Yeah. That, this is the story of week 11. Who's going to take you out? Who could wreck Survivor for you? I will look into playing a money line parlay this week in the NFL. Haven't done it yet. But I, I will do it at some point, probably today when the show's over with. Because I don't do it every week. It's not even a consideration. But just based on matchups here, Paul, and based on who the, who these teams are getting, like top-tier teams taking on either like bottom-of-the-barrel or middling teams in the league, this week might make some sense to play Moneyline Parlay. The, for example, another one, Cowboys are playing at the Panthers. And now it looked like Carolina was going to get a bunch of guys back. And... All of a sudden, yesterday, that kind of flipped for players like C.J. Henderson and J.C. Horn. Well, Dak's been awesome as of late. And I would say, like, if, if mm-hmm. somehow the Cowboys could overtake the Eagles to win that division, I, I wouldn't draw a line through Dak Prescott to win the MVP the way that he's playing. I'm not telling you that he's worth a bet or going to win it, but the guy's playing awesome football at this point. The Panthers are 12-23 and 23 ATS at home since 2019. And it's just, it's such a mess. And it's such a circus in Carolina how and again, this is very simple, but the Cowboys pound bad teams. Well, Carolina's maybe maybe the worst team in football. Yeah, this could be a game where uh, Dallas runs all over them, and maybe they mix things up because it's been the passing attack which has been so good. Yeah. Carolina's horrendous against the run. Yep. Now you have Reich taking over the play calling duties again. They went to Thomas Brown. It was horrible for three games. They averaged eleven points per game. The last two games, Adam Thielen, 11 for 71. So they haven't got him involved now. So now they go back to Reich. You're taking on a top-five defense. You're taking on an opportunistic defense that takes it away, and guess what Bryce Young does? He turns it over. So you're going against a defense that is second in passing yards allowed. This is a recipe for disaster. 
for Bryce Young. Oh, we might get an Andy I mean, Dalton this is, right. sighting in this game. Yeah, to, I, I a little. I still, I am thinking of that Arizona game in the back of my mind, but still, I still have a lot of respect for Dobbs. I can't see Young moving the ball at all. No, because they're thirtieth in offense, they're 29th in scoring, and what Lamb has done. Now the talk about Hill and, and and Brown and rightfully so, but if this guy keeps this up, not that he can sustain this pace, but 51 for 617 in his last four games with three touchdowns to boot. I mean, again, since he's complained about, I need the ball, I need more touches, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. The passing attack has been awesome. Cooks was great last week. You see the weapons that they have. But maybe it's one where we just tell you to sit this one out, get ready for Washington Thursday, because we're going to run all over them. That yeah. wouldn't surprise me. And yeah. maybe it's a game, too, where you, the back door could be open because you're, you're getting ready for Thursday on the short week, and you know it's, it's 20 to 20 to 6 with, with two minutes left. Who knows? It's 40-plus targets last three games for C.D. Lamb. Oh, it's ridiculous. So they are just feeding him like yeah. a monster, and he's been rewarding, obviously, that team with uh, his output as well. How about this Raiders-Dolphins number now? It touched 14 this week. Well-respected money. It's, it's all multiple, it is, yeah. Multiple bookmakers said they're lining up to bet against the Raiders Yes, here. that's correct. Nothing but Miami money, and I agree with it. I don't think it's going to go well. With Mostert getting healthy, with HN healthy now, you're off the bye, you're off the uh, bad performance in Germany. Okay, the Raiders have won two in a row, but it was the New York teams. Yeah. DeVito and, and Wilson will not hurt you. So the defense is Fugazi. While you get a shot in the arm here, getting rid of McDaniels and going to Pierce, they're 31st in offense. They're 30th in rushing attack. They're 27th in scoring. They're 1-4 on the road. It's, it's not going to go well. And again, this is the same team, right? A little bit. Dallas and Miami, bullies. Miami, yeah. beat, beat, they beat up on the bad teams. They can't beat the good ones. You could probably say the same thing about the Cowboys, but uh, they, they, could, they could blow them out and dominate them, and I expect Miami to cover in this one. I'm very tempted for Josh Jacobs' props because Antonio Pier- Jacobs is on a great tear right now, and the new you know, interim head coach for the time being anyway, Pierce has said, we got to go back to who we are. He's said that over and over and over again. we got to run the football. Mm-hmm. They are pounding Jacobs. My one concern, obviously, would be potential game flow here. What if it's 17 nothing Dolphins right. early second quarter? And it's just like, yeah, that game plan has got to go out the window now. So uh, I don't... I don't think I'll get involved with him. Although it was pointed out from a Raiders fan that maybe take a peek at Jacobs to lead the league in rushing again this year. He's only 125 behind McCaffrey. And Pierce wants to give him the ball 30 times a game, basically. So... Maybe there's something there. Props of the weekend up next. Who had before the season? This player would be the shortest shot on the board to lead the league this week. Details on that coming up next here on VSIN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. 
It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number fifteen on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people, and we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, no matter how the action unfolds. You know, DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 in bonus bets for betting just $5 on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code FOLLOW. Incredible menu, great props as always at DraftKings. The crown is yours. The props for the NFL this week, the early games. Will every team score two touchdowns? There are eight early games. That is 80 to 1 just for the early games. Will all 16 teams kick a field goal? Yes is plus 850. All teams to kick a field goal on Sunday, 35 to 1. Well, it was 200, but then it cashed earlier in the year, and our producer Luke had that as well. Will a quarterback throw for 500 yards? Yes, is 17 to 1. Will a wide receiver have 200 yards? Yes, plus 350. We're getting close. I feel like that one's going to pop coming. at least once. Yep. But if you bet it every single week and it only happens once from now That's until true. the end of the season, you lose money on yep. it. Yep, Moore did it, but it was a Thursday night game. Will a running back do it? That's 11 to 1. And how many quarterbacks will throw for 300 yards? 4 to 5 is plus 120. 6 to 7 is plus 215. One or fewer. It's 14 to 1. Wow, okay. Imagine if that happens and that comes in. Uh, we'll get to high-low in a second, which we love to do every week, and we grade that every Monday. But how about the the weekly leaders? And you talked about this. This is one reason why I might wind up on Houston and Survivor. Arizona's been feisty at home. Not the case on the road. They are awful defensively in who is hotter than Stroud, who has been phenomenal the last couple games. MVP talk, no doubt about it. I also like his attitude about, hey, you know, you're getting MVP talk. There's a lot of hype. He goes, they love you one minute, they hate you the next. Mm. So, yeah, it was a good line that he keep doing it, keep uh, getting it done. Arizona's defense, uh, 30th against the pass, last and first downs allowed, 30th and EPA per play. It, it's a horrendous Arizona defense, and I think Stroud eats again. Yeah, and because of all that, he's the shortest shot in the board at DraftKings. He's 5-1 to one to have the most passing yards this weekend. Now, when you said that about the Cardinals, I, like I, Josh Dobbs was the best player on the team when he was with Arizona this, this year until they shipped him out. I think you got to kind of change what you think about this team, right, with Kyler. I mean, Kyler looked really good last week. So, yeah, they've been awful on the road, <laughs> but bad. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. now Kyler's second game overall. So this, this total, by the way, dropped from 49 to 47 and a half yesterday, 48 currently at DraftKings. Um, what would you need when you look down the, the board this week to lead the uh, league in passing yards for week 11? What would you need on DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson? Oh, he's 200 to one. Yeah, he's 55 to one. Yeah. I need a no zero way. on that. Yep. Or Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito was 60 to one. Yeah. Would you bet Tommy DeVito at 300 to 1 to lead the league in passing yards? You know who ruined these payouts was Mike White when he was like 120 to 1 yeah. and, and did it against yeah. the Bengals, four or 500 yards, or whatever he had. Like they would not be, but, DeVito would not be a consideration at 60, like no chance. But no. If, if you bumped it up to 150, 200, uh, maybe. maybe. I, I, I can't see it. I still can't. Uh, he, they were getting routed last week. He had 40 yards in the fourth quarter. He can't. He's not capable of putting anything together right I'll which, which is i know what Chernoff's going to say coming up they just played the giants won it was 14 to 7 how was washington tommy devito yeah injuries and tommy devito so as a result of everything you just said about the cardinals defense and this hot streak that cj stroud is on i wouldn't look at him at five to one however if you want to play uh, a receiver to lead the league in yards this week which one is it going to be if a guy goes off for Houston. 
Now keep this in mind. The Cardinals defense mm-hmm. with DVOA, they're 30th overall against the pass, like you said. They're 32nd against wide receiver number ones. They're 31st against wide receiver number threes. Noah Brown is 35 to 1 this week. That's my guy. Nico Collins, Tank Dell are each 45 to 1. Yeah. I'd go Brown, who's been awesome the last couple of weeks. I, I would. Yep. Yeah, I'd sprinkle maybe a little bit there in one of the Houston guys, and Brown would be certainly one of them. And look at Schultz props as well. But it's, uh, it's like historic what they did last week. I mean, that you had a 150-yard rusher, you had a 150-yard receiver, and your quarterback threw for 300. Yeah. I mean, that, that's. And this is coming out after a game where they scored 39 against Tampa Bay. Yes. And he almost threw for 500 yards in that game. Okay. Uh, the Bears are, they're getting better certainly defensively. Overall in the season, however, 29th against the pass, 15th against wide receiver number ones. And if you've listened to this show at all, going back to the summertime, you know how much I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't think I'd bet him at 7-1, to one, but there's a lot. This guy is going to That's get tough, 11, 12, 13 targets, and he's open every single time. Right, right. Because you know Hill will go off against the Raiders. Yeah, uh, probably. St. Brown will have a big game. You know, it's a C.D. Lamb will have a big game. It's the same cast of characters, and why that's why their their prices are so low. I'll give you uh, two other guys to look at. It's in the Titans Jacksonville game. Tennessee is twenty seventh against the pass with DVOA. They're thirty first against wide receiver number ones, twenty fifth against wide receiver number twos. Christian Kirk had more than hundred yards against San Francisco in a blowout loss last week. Kirk is forty to one this week. Your guy Kelvin Ridley's eighty to one this week. I think one of those two guys yep, will so. go off this week against Tennessee. Yes. I would lean Ridley, but uh, I, I could see that. I'm not going to quarrel with that whatsoever. That could happen. Another guy could be Terry McLaurin. He's 45-1. to 1. Giants not great against the pass, as I think we all know. Okay. Highest scoring game on Sunday. Arizona, Houston, 5-1. to 1. Chicago, Detroit, 6-1. to 1. Bears mm-hmm. defense has been better, but again, this schedule sets up beautifully for Detroit. Seven of their last eight in domes and still five division games remaining and they've been so good ATS against the division. Las Vegas, Miami six to one. I think Miami will shut down O'Connell. I I, I can't so get there I. with that one. What do you have for Chargers Packers high score? That game? is eight to one. Might be something there. All right. Respected uh people on, on Green Bay talking to some bookmakers this week. Although Jair Alexander mm-hmm. could be back and playing in this game, which would certainly help I mean it's gonna be what's the passing attack look like for the Chargers if suddenly you can have a guy who neutralizes Keenan Allen? Who That's else is true. Herbert going to go to? That's true. Longest, uh, longest shot on the board, Pittsburgh-Cleveland, 22. It's the second lowest total in the NFL in 10 years. You had to go back. Remember, it was like 10, 10 below last year. Was it last year or two years ago? Cleveland and New Orleans? The yeah, that in was Cleveland. That last was, year, yeah. Windy was terrible. Yeah. Uh, Giants-Washington, 20-1. Tennessee-Jacksonville, 15. I could see that being high score. So could I. Even though, you know, Tennessee, what is it, 28 games in a row held under 30 points. But... Jacksonville could go off in that game, and that could be high scoring. Jets, Bills, no way, fifteen to one. Tampa, San Francisco, eleven to one. I could see that one. I think we're going to get points there. Again, they're the Niners are laying twelve in that game. This Tampa Bay defense uh, can be thrown on by anybody. This is setting up to be a really good game for Brock Purdy and uh, his weapons. And if that's the case, I know the Niners' off uh, defense was terrific last week, but Mayfield's going to be playing catch up, and it looks like Mike Evans is going to go in this game. Yeah, Mayfield can put some points on the board in you know garbage time. Mm-hmm. I'd go Evans prop over again too. That's highest I... team with the highest point total: Miami four to one, Detroit six, Dallas who cashed last week plus seven fifty, San Francisco's eight, Houston's ten, Washington's twelve. I don't know what howl I'm going to get. They scored seven points the last time these teams met. True. Uh, Chargers are twelve. Seattle's fifteen. You want any interest in the Rams at 20? I would take a peek there. With Stafford coming back and what they did to the second half against uh-huh. the Seattle Seahawks uh, in the first time they met in week one, a long time ago now. But All right. And if you want to get nuts, Pittsburgh's 60, Las Vegas is 50, the Jets are 75, so is Carolina. The Giants are 100 to 1. Yeah, there you go. Which uh, it didn't cash last week, but we've talked, we've never seen it so low. The Giants' fewest points was 2 to 1 last week. Yeah. Um, and, uh, with the low, Giants are the favorites. They're five to one. Tampa plus six fifty. Carolina and Tennessee and Pittsburgh eight to one. Jets eight to one. I'd look at the Jets. 
fewest points of the week. I'll give you the uh, the bad teams defensively against the run, and you can go do this whatever you would like. The Panthers are 31st in DVOA, to your point earlier. Mm-hmm. Pollard's plus 850. You yep. trust him to get the ball enough in this game. Mm. Uh, Cardinals are 28th against the run DVOA. Singletary went off last week. He's 8-1 to one this week. That's all he is? Yeah, I know. I, wow. I, yeah. Raiders and Dolphins are each awful against the run. Now, somebody's going to go off for the Dolphins. Like, Charge came on yesterday. Everybody pulled, And he's like, I, I don't know about A-Chan. Like, how much you're going to use him. Right. A-Chan is 15-1. Uh, Mostert's 30-1 to one this week. You would think that they're going to be split somehow, some way in that game. I could still see 12 for 120, though. Well, that, either, something like that, that could that's, happen. That's in play, and that'd be good enough to do it. Uh, this is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan LeBatard, and Ross Tucker here at VSIN. Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business, and you can check out all of our best analysis at vsin.com. Two more hours coming up here on Follow the Money on VSIN, and at the top of the hour, We'll hit more games on the Sunday slate. A team has lost 12 of their last 13 in-season rematch games. ATS at home. Find out which team that is coming up here on VEASAN. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.